Solid clap. It, it really was. <laughs> Am I keeping? I know that? I just ruined your intro. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna roll with it. Keeping it in there. Um, welcome to the 79th episode of the Cars Cast Movie Cast. Uh, Jeff, I'm very confident you're gonna get this one today. Um, All right. I'm in ready. sports, what does IIHF stand for? IIHF. That's like the. Oh, I think that's. So I don't think I know exactly what it stands for, but it's like some international hockey federation. Yep. yep. Wait, you're close. Just guess what the other I is. You're so close. Uh, what could the second I stand for? <laughs> I don't have it. I don't. <laughs> Damn. You know, we'll, we'll give you a, a... It stands for both I's in the word international. Nope, that's not actually what it was. <laughs> Also, that ding was so quiet, I feel like. It was so um, quiet. Which is, <laughs> yeah. a, that's about what you get for not getting it right. completely. It was International yeah. Ice Hockey Federation. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, you know what? I, in retrospect, I should have gotten the word ice. Yeah. See, I was like, he he might have it if he just thinks of... I really... I was never going to get that, and I really <laughs> should have. It happens. Um, I don't yeah. know why I don't ever ask you questions. I know, I kind of dodged that bullet because I'm really bad at trivia, so I would always get it wrong. I yeah. every time I, mean, I ask my hit these, rate's not good either. You're not it's not great, but like I would really not get a single one. Unless it's like right. kind of a relevant movie one, then I'd be like I probably have a good shot. See, that's the thing. Like <laughs> I don't know a, I know like kind of a lot about a few different completely like random subjects. Mm-hmm. Um and you are one of the lucky people who most of their knowledge is condensed into one thing. And, the, well, the sad thing about that is that, like, I'm not even that good at that one thing. I know, like, a good amount, but not nearly enough. But it's to enough for other people respect it. Yeah, people care about what I have to say about it, which is exactly which something is nice. I can I feel good about. Yeah, I take pride. You know, I have not reached that level, I don't think, on any topic. You for well no well, <laughs> you are you're dipping your toes in a lot of different things that you wouldn't expect in the same group, but uh, yeah, yeah. So you, it's like I'm fun to talk to at parties uh-huh. until I start going off on a tangent about ice hockey for thirty minutes, <laughs> and you're just staring. And at then me. you're at the party listening to the podcast somehow. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, really? They should eliminate offsides. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, I feel like I'm in the same group, but I go on for way too long about a movie. And the only person, the only person that's ever been on the same page with me, as far as excitement goes, is Brandon. Brandon and I at parties, unstoppable. Anyone else? Oh, yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. Especially Brandon gets like a little bit drunk and then he gets his excitement meter. Because he's a naturally excited person. Yep. But he goes from, like, his normal 7 or 8 to, like, 11 at parties Mm -hmm. when he's drunk. And it's always a great time. Yeah. I think I've only interacted with Brandon. And no one cares. I don't know why we're talking about friends that (laughs) haven't been. This anonymous Brandon. Um, But, yeah, that's... That's yeah. what I have to if say. anyone follows my uh, or subscribes to my YouTube channel, uh, you know he was Brandon. in 
one of my thank you videos mm -hmm. where I thank you, the subscriber, for subscribing. Yep. Who's probably listening to this right now. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I just wonder if anyone subscribed to you that doesn't know about the podcast. You know, like there's you just probably popped like up one person in the recommended algorithm. That's the thing. One of these days, one of your videos, YouTube will just decide people need to see yeah. this <laughs> well okay so on the thank you videos um some of the recommended videos where that i was getting when i clicked on it were other people's thank you for subscribing <laughs> to those very low number videos so, so you're there was thinking... a really good thank you for like 200 subscriber video that some guy had wow he started like singing halfway through <laughs> see that's where that. the real youtube content is yeah is in the people thanking you for subscribing for extremely low subscriber count videos yeah it's just unfiltered. That's I mean, a dedicated. Thanking people for, yeah, they're dedicated mm -hmm. fans. They're dedicated, you know, content creators. Yeah. Because if I started um, thanking my subscribers, it wouldn't make a well, dent. Well, the the problem <laughs> is that you're too good at YouTube. It's it's too polished of a product. Yeah. You're not getting these unfiltered thank you for subscribing videos. Mm -hmm. Like you would never sing for your subscribers because that's too embarrassing. It's too embarrassing. And they would just I have danced for them. Make too many memes, mm -hmm. and then you deleted the dance. And then I deleted the dance was, video because of that reason. Because it was embarrassing. You're like, yeah. this does not fit my 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 very, brand. Yeah, your very polished image at this point. Uh huh. <laughs> this is all very funny, and I'll t I guess I'll tell you after this, or no, yeah, after this. But my my next video is very funny, and I'm excited about it, and it just makes the makes calling me polished look hilarious uh but yeah anyways um how's your week been jeff um yeah it's been it's been all right fine <laughs> i have not had like good sleep this week at all i yeah, three I nights in a either. row three nights in a row fell asleep at 4 a.m and that's an awful feeling um yeah yeah that's actually about where i am Really? Have we both just yeah. been up since four? Yeah. Well, well, the thing is that, yeah, it's been weird because I've had some nights where I I would just like only get a few hours of sleep and wake up, or uh -huh. a couple nights where I fall asleep at like four a.m. and wake up. Yeah. At like two p.m. Yeah. That's yeah. See, I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, me, I've been thinking the same thing. I'm like, maybe I don't. I, I guess like. YouTube's supporting me. <laughs> this is so stupid to say, but it's like I kind of miss just having a a job that I have to be at. Yeah. You know, because right now I just feel like I'm floating through the air. Sometimes I yep. I record a podcast. Sometimes I play some video games. I'm gonna start playing Rocket League, by the way. If okay. You would like to. We are gonna play together. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stream it one time on your Twitch. Yep. Yeah, we totally we're gonna see what are. Happens. You you got it. We should get like a Discord so we can do the talking during the. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be I'll playing. I only have an Xbox. So, but we can still like do Discord, and I can just talk to you mm -hmm. over the. I'm actually getting a new headset. Soon. Mm. Exciting. So you're gonna have like the full gamer setup. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, no, because I only have an Xbox. Oh I don't yeah. Have. yeah. The, I feel like the full gamer setup. You have it's, to be on PC. Yeah. The full gamer setup is that you're on a PC that you built yourself. You oh know? yeah. Which my brother is actually about to do. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. I've never, I've always wanted to do that. I know a few friends who have. Um, I thought Nick did, or he was going to, but yeah. I feel um, like if he did that, he wouldn't only, he because I play Call of Duty with him sometimes, mm -hmm. and it's on 
his PlayStation. Yeah. So I think if he built his own PC, that would not be happening. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> That'd be a weird move. Yeah. He's like, why would I want 130 frames when I can get 60 frames on my PlayStation? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I just like, I, it's bad. I hate, it was, it wasn't just like I was up late doing something. It was one of those nights where you're just, you want to fall asleep. I, I started the process at like midnight because I had to be up like relatively mm-hmm. early the next day. So I started it at midnight and then just kind of sat there eyes closed trying for four hours. Oh, that's, that's not fun. It's so bad. It's, and I tried all the, I ran down the whole list, which is like, I do comedy podcasts and then if yeah. not, I do the sleep podcast and then I have like a sleep meditation thing on YouTube that I rarely use. And that yeah. didn't work. And then at one point, I was like, what if I just listened to my own podcast? Cause it just... I was going to recommend that because people <laughs> have told us that works pretty well. Or, yeah. And I'm like, I've already listened to it. So I guess it's like kind of boring. It could just be like white noise and I could yeah. just fall asleep. But then Some I put it on. would argue it's boring the first time. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That wasn't the right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, Yeah. So I did that, but then I was like hyper focused on all my little like mistakes and like what I was saying, which I always already go through when I edit it. So by this point, by the way, this would be like my fourth time listening to any episode because I had to listen to them like, yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> so that's been my way. Hopefully tonight it's a better one. I might take melatonin for the first time because okay, just... melatonin. Here's the thing. It works for me really well. I haven't built up any tolerance to it. And like at some Mm -hmm. points I would use it for like a month straight. Mm -hmm. It still works. But the thing is that I find it incredibly hard to wake up. Okay. Yeah, that's so make sure I would say that if you need to be awake at a certain time, make sure that you try to fall asleep like nine hours before you want to wake up. Yeah, because for me, it works too well. I mean, okay, well, let me ask you this, Jeff. How much, what is, like, your average hour of sleep that you get every night? So, if I just wake up naturally? Uh-huh. Probably nine hours. Okay, cool. I was just going to ask. Like, I know the average, like, you should be getting eight. And I try to Yeah, that's, like, how they're recommended. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, but if I just don't wake up, I just keep going. Same, same. I What I do is, like, I wake up, and then I can't fall back asleep, but I just, I lay in bed for long periods of time. Like I'm in there for for two hours tops, just sitting on my phone. Just, just sitting. Yeah. yeah. Just got out right now to record the podcast. Actually, I'm kidding. Which <laughs> that has happened in the past though. Your yeah. bed looks partially made at least. Yeah, I just well what what I've the the life hack here is that you don't have to do anything. You just put the put the big sheet over everything. Oh yeah. And by big sheet I mean the duvet cover. The big cover. sheet. The big sheet. <laughs> the big sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's what I have to say. Though. If you want to have even more of a life hack, have just a curtain behind you, and then you don't have to ever make the bed. Yeah, <laughs> just a big. It'll be a green screen too, so we can. Yeah, you can actually set Zoom just to like. I could do a virtual background. Put you some. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then it like cuts out for a second. You see your room. It's just like it's full just... of trash. <laughs> trash bags. <laughs> some of it's on fire. You're like, Karsten, no. Um, yeah. Okay, one last thing before we get into the movie today. Um, if you haven't noticed yet, and for any video watchers, I'm trying to uh, grow a beard over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
It's not. It's the first time I've ever. I've done the mustache many times, but this is the first time I'm really just not okay. shaving any of this. Does this part, like, this part. kind of on the sides of your chin, does it connect to your sideburns? So this is why I've never done this before, because this part never fills in. But I'm thinking... Yeah, I have that problem, too. Yeah. I figured, like, if I just let it go, maybe it'll all fill in eventually. Like, I need to grow past I think past it, a it might. Point. Yeah. Because right now it actually looks further... If you look close, like, it is kind of connecting right now. But it's a little... It's just a little late. Yeah. I will say that my beard somehow like it became more full up until i was 25 so i think there's hope mm, yeah definitely i i have like i <laughs> i come from a hairy family right so i think there's hope for me down the line i just gotta wait it out right you're vikings we're vikings we're the skull or whatever they say <laughs> i'm so out of touch with sports um yeah, but that's uh, that's. Do you have any tips though, Jeff, for someone with you? Usually have a pretty good mustache. I don't have a tip because, um, yeah, you just just go for you it. Just grow it. Okay, I didn't know if you have any, yeah, any just, oils you know, or yeah. No, I don't do that. Mm. I was, yeah, okay. I uh, yeah, I couldn't grow a mustache until I was older than you are now. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, on that note. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> On that note, today a movie about ballerinas. Talking about Black Swan. Nope, that's <laughs> wait. I just started playing a bunch. You're just like mashing the whole chord. Because <laughs> I, I can you play all the sounds at once? I, I just I just did. Bre- wait, let me just try and. <laughs> wait, stop, stop, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Does one of them activate the theme song? Yeah, yeah, the top one does. Um, yeah, that was chaos. Um, today we're talking about Black Swan. No, I did the wrong one again. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a 2010 film directed by Darren Aronofsky, and the synopsis reads: Nina, played by Natalie Portman, is a ballerina whose passion for the dance rules every facet of her life. When the company's artistic director decides to replace his prime prima. Is it Prima or Prima? Prima Ballerina for their opening production of Swan Lake. Nina is his first choice. She has competition in Newcomer Lily, played by Mila Kunis. However, oh, that's the sentence. Uh, While Nina is perfect for the role of the white swan, Lily personifies the black swan. As rivalry between the two dancers transforms into a twisted friendship, Nina's dark side begins to emerge. Yeah, I should have read that one beforehand. I didn't know what was... I was taking it word by word. (laughs) unfiltered (laughs) unfiltered um but yeah that's the here this is both of our first times watching this right yeah so you're the one who suggested this Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, so why (laughs) did you do that (laughs) i well it's because i've wanted to watch it for so long um because it's like i think this is one of the biggest movies i've never seen because I feel like it was, like, such a cultural thing when it came out. And, like, even when I was, like, not paying attention to movies, like, all I could hear about was, like, Black Swan. Black Swan is, like, one of the, like, biggest movies. And I never saw it. It's, like, up there with Inception, which was, like, I hadn't seen it until, like, two years ago. Where, like, I, I just missed out on that. I guess the other one is Avatar. Still haven't seen it. Um, yeah, you uh, you really missed out on the zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> the Avatar zeitgeist. Yeah, Avatar. Where everyone was pretending they were nine-foot-tall blue, blue aliens. Yeah. And the Blue Man group was like, we've Saw that. been doing this. <laughs> um, they just started wearing stilts. 
<laughs> grow out their hair yeah um but yeah this is just i've why did i pick this is that's the reason yeah um and i also i just read the synopsis for how long it's been out it's been out for literally 10 years now and for mm-hmm. how big it was it's like i never knew what the plot was i just always saw these clips of natalie portman either really frustrated while dancing and i'm like what could be wrong uh yeah now to be <laughs> fair now having seen it i don't think that any like trailer really could tell you what the plot of this film is mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's uh definitely <laughs> in the psychological thriller category yep which i'll talk about but also the thing is is this movie is uh it's got like a bunch of different things going for it like obviously yeah. like it's a it's kind of a big like metaphor uh yeah but also there's like a bunch of like smaller like easter eggs i'd say that jeff and i aren't gonna get into because we we just don't do that on the podcast we're not smart enough we're not gonna explain this movie we're just gonna talk about right. what we thought of it <laughs> um, just getting that one out there um yeah i mean my first thought was that i didn't um i didn't see any swans no i remember <laughs> i remember like last week i think during the podcast i was like we'll probably see a swan at some point and we never did we really there was like a a painting in the background of one shot where i was like there it yeah. is that's the swan and it was not like the swan um right but yeah did you think okay we know we don't talk about like horror movies that often on this podcast jeff okay yeah this was a horror film (laughs) yeah and i remember i i was watching it i watched it in a group of friends um and we finished it and one of us was like so you're talking about that with jeff (laughs) i was like yeah (laughs) okay who said that I think it was it was either Jaxie or Cookie, but we were all thinking it. I was just, <laughs> and I think Jaxie said you don't like body horror. Is this true? You're not a big. I don't think I've ever discussed that with Jaxie, but okay. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know was... how she just inherently knew that. I, <laughs> I think I could just I I was like I agreed. I was like yeah, I don't think it just didn't seem like a Jeff kind of movie. Um, yeah, I didn't like the scene where she pulled off all the skin on her finger that oh my god because like okay it started happening and everyone in the room i was that guy everyone in the room was like uh and i was like come on and then it and then it kept going and i was like ah jesus oh like this month has really like proved some things because it's i always thought i was like so good at horror movies and like body gore stuff And then I watched The Conjuring and was really freaked out by that. And then I watched this and was really skeeved out by it. So yeah, I'm not as tough as I thought I was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My some more initial impressions. Not after this film. Uh-huh. This to me felt like a mashup of Whiplash and Fight Club in a way that I really did not enjoy watching. <laughs> Wait. In in what way? I I don't think I disagree but i mean obviously there's a lot of similarities in the in the plots yeah 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 where where a lot of the tension is performance based in these very high pressure you know types of professions where if you make one error it's a huge deal yeah, yeah. um so 
and a lot of the the way that um, I'm I'm blanking on the the French actor's name in this. Oh, Vincent Cassel. Vincent, yeah, Cassel. Uh, right, yeah, it's he's I, a lot. One like... of the two. Yeah, the, Cassell or Castle? I don't yeah. know. It's he's French, so <laughs> however the French would say that. However you, yeah. But there, yeah, there was a lot of similarities I thought to Whiplash in terms of that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fight Club, it was just a lot of the psychological thriller elements, and you know, obviously, if we get into the plot later, I think yeah, there's some yeah, some of the ways that the I know psychological mean. thriller. Mm-hmm. genre manifests itself are similar in both films right um identity I, stuff i now now that you put it like that i know what you what you mean it's a very like tense movie yes and like so what i okay what i really like about this is that like so often a psychological horror movie is relying on like you figuring out like this puzzle that they're setting up Mm-hmm. Um, like us is a great example of like a movie that I'd really like, but is like, it kind of fails at being a horror movie in that it's just, it loses the delirious feeling you're supposed to have. Cause a great psychological horror movie, in my opinion, like truly like puts you in the head of that character, which is so yes, hard it captures to captures the, like in this case, it captures the psychosis, mm-hmm. like the feeling that the character has with the filmmaking yeah where everything like you see they don't it's not like too on the nose but everything's just really slightly off which is something the shining does really well i always think that's like the prime example of this and this i thought nailed it because everything felt so off and i loved Mm -hmm. um and there's okay there's a lot of jump scares in this film yeah 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 which i think (laughs) they were effective but that does not mean I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> man, I, I just realized I think this is the first horror movie we've talked about on the podcast total. And we've done a yeah. lot of episodes. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, this was this was scary. I just think it, it's scary the last 30 minutes, really. And I won't spoil it yet. But those moments are the scariest to me. Mm-hmm. Just because everything is like so... High, like the risk is higher um like because before it's like she's just kind of practicing but now that everything it's like this is it's very time-based i'm just i was very on edge i was stressed and scared yeah and very into it um but yeah <laughs> i just i i just right after you said that i know someone's gonna use that clip <laughs> i was stressed and scared, scared and very into very it very into it <laughs> <laughs> oh no um yeah anyways i uh have you seen any other darrenowski darren aronofsky movies um, that's a, a list of films i should have looked oh up. yeah <laughs> it's like requiem for a dream um or mother or uh the wrestler or the fountain so here's here's what's sad he did now Jackie? this is this is no something that I don't want to admit, but okay. I will. I've seen I've seen one other Aronofsky film. Okay, and it is. Uh, I'm just making sure that yeah, it, it was Noah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I swear I saw it in to Navy God, your IMAX. 
swear to God, if it's Noah. I never yeah, saw so here's Noah. the thing. My mom was in town in uh-huh. Chicago, and we were like, she wanted to go to Navy Pier, which is a thing that people who aren't in Chicago go to. Yep. No one in Chicago goes to Navy no Pier. I've never, like, ever living there, I'd never gone with someone who did not, who, like, live in Chicago. Wait. I'd never gone with someone who did live in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, one of so the my mom favorite. wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it kind of sucks. It sucks. But this was, like, middle of the day, and mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, let's see a movie. So we, the only thing playing, because it's one gigantic screen, it's just, the Navy Pier IMAX is, like, a super large IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's so big, they only have one screen. Mm-hmm. So the only thing playing at that time was Noah. <laughs> so you saw Noah. So we saw Noah. You got to see the big arc. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just Russell Crowe and Emma Watson. To be fair, Noah, it was it was not good. No, yeah, good movie to be at the uh, Navy Pier IMAX though. Great pier movie because boat. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, except for it's not though because it's not a good movie. So no. it's just not it's not a good movie to see anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the most forgettable blockbuster ever. Damn. I was going to say it made a shit ton of money and cost a lot of money, but no I nobody ever talks about it ever. Probably cuz those Navy Pier IMAX tickets cost so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I gave them all the money. Yeah. Um I saw it at that Navy Pier IMAX and it was Okay, that could be fun. It was a really fun time, yeah. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I was like, that was an that was a really cool movie, and then I didn't see the sequel. What else have you seen at the Navy Pier IMAX? Uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know I was gonna say that? No. Oh man, perfect, awesome. But um, Should yeah, I saw I, I saw Interstellar was the other film I saw there. So those are the only Ooh, two I've seen. That's a good one. But Interstellar. Seems like it would have been good to see there, but I got there late, so I sat. I said this before on the podcast, but mm. I sat in the front left corner, so I could only see like half the screen at a time in my field of view. That sound, and that's a oh my god, that's kind of a long movie. So you're like, yeah, your neck is just yeah. Ooh. Oh my, it, I was like this, and then also yeah. for the shot reverse shot. Oh, like, Jesus! I had to go like this, and then this to see each character <laughs> talking. Whenever, whenever it like cut between them, that sounds awful. It was like watching a tennis match. Yeah. <laughs> Would you see this movie in IMAX? Get to watch watch that? I don't know if I ever want to see this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> it stressed me out too much. Also, I was thinking, like, it, well, you texted me last night. You were like, I'm watching Black Swan. And I yeah. expected, just because this is the, the rhythm of the podcast, I expected you to watch this, like, right before, because I watched them right before. But no, you watched it at the best time to I I would say watch it, which is just at, at night at night yeah, alone alone in the dark. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I I really liked it though. I'm not gonna lie. Even though yeah. we might be in agreement here, I thought it was really. Uh, I thought it was well. I won't say fun, but I was interested. I thought it was the best made film school film ever. <laughs> Just in, just in terms of the how overt the metaphor was. That I will, film. yeah, for sure. Like, right like, off ooh, the bat, I was like, okay, Black so that's, versus white. Yep. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, Nina, she wear, is wearing white, and now she's going out to a club, and she's about to make Where, a bad decision, so she puts on black. Black, yeah. She puts on a black shirt that the person gave her. Yeah. That is okay. pretty on One thing I wanted to talk about. I rented this off Amazon. Mm-hmm. And in I. the Amazon plot summary, it's it calls the film in its own like blurb a compelling masterpiece. 
like how did they they navigate that like yeah i should put something on amazon and call it a compelling masterpiece <laughs> like who gets to decide what yeah that says Darren aronofsky put it in himself yeah 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 uh, i uh okay yeah, you guys. Yeah, sorry. You no, go. you you say what you were gonna say. Cause I I, had I was just gonna say it was a really throwaway comment, but I was gonna say Mila Kunis's back tattoo was super weird. It was weird. In I mean, it was weird. In a few, it was weird in a few ways, but yeah, like it didn't look like a real tattoo. But then also, it's like does some shifting stuff throughout the. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird. Film. Definitely not the kind of tattoo I'd. Yeah, I also don't know like. I didn't figure out what the symbolism for the the tattoo moving was, other than relating it to probably just it being horror. not real. Yeah, yeah. There was like a few like weird symbolism symbols. Yeah, that I didn't get. Um, Did you like any character in this film? Um, no, no, not a single one. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of liked Natalie Portman's character. I mean, she was crazy, but like I was, I, I, she was kind of like mean, and also she, she reminded me of people I know that just make me very anxious to be around because they're so anxious. Yeah, you want to name drop any of them on the pod? Yeah, uh, Jaxie. No, just <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was at one point with like thirty minutes left. And it was when Natalie Portman's character was starting, you know, it was like a lot of stuff was starting to go down. Mm-hmm. And for, I had a brief moment where I did, to, and this was completely a defense mechanism for my brain to try to be like less afraid. Mm-hmm. I was just like, why do I even care? I don't like any of these people. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. But that was totally like a defense mechanism mm-hmm. to try to like divest myself from the situation. I've been thinking about that a lot because John did brought up that he had a defense mechanism too when he was watching the conjuring with us and i just think it's i've never heard of people coming up with like little defense mechanisms while watching something they're uncomfortable at uh yeah but i guess that's like common and i guess i've unintentionally done it a few times myself but um yeah i don't know i thought this was uh what was what else was again natalie portman did really well in it oh yeah say that I always feel like I'm a little, like, let down by Natalie Portman, where she's, like, giving it her all, and I never really see it. But this time, she really, uh, I, I yes. forgot it was Natalie Portman completely. I think that the fact that Nina was kind of unlikable was a feature of the performance, because mm-hmm. there was nothing inherently bad about Nina. It's just the way that Natalie Portman... I don't know. I'm not really making a, a real point here. I, I'm just going to agree that Natalie Portman's okay. performance is very good. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of on the fence with Mila Kunis's performance. I thought she was kind of just playing Mila Kunis. That's what I was thinking. I really liked her character. Like, she worked really well yeah. for the movie. But... Oh, yeah, she worked, but I think they cast her to be herself. Yeah. I was like, she's not that... Yeah. She could have been in any movie. I don't yeah. know. Um, but, yeah. I think... I don't know. I I was just. I think it's effective, for what it is. I feel like we still haven't said anything about it other than the fact that it's just disturbing. But I don't know what. I I can't really go much past that without spoiling it. Um, right. I mean, we we could spoil it. We could spoil it. Yeah. Uh, it's it is ten years old after all. It is ten years old. I guess I will also say that 
And this applies to Requiem for a Dream, too, and I don't remember if it was used much in Mother, which is the only other Darren Aronofsky movie I've seen, but, like, the way he uses, like, classical orchestral music is, like, so good in this. It's just so... it's It feels like a, tr- a classic movie, kind of, mm-hmm. um, just with how big and... Uh, I forget what specific moments were great but basically like i said the last 20 minutes were all just shamming itself in my face <laughs> that's, that's not the, not the you're way just to going it. for sound bites oh, just for people man. to cut out today aren't you no um i got a really familiar because right now they're all blank keys so i'm just kind of hoping it's the right sound um but yeah i just think it's really effective in that uh but it also really plays into the student film aspect of it too. It does feel like a student film. The more I think right, but it, it feels like the best student film ever. Yeah, it's and that's also because, yeah. Just just to extrapolate on that, a lot of what I mean by that, and I said it a little bit earlier, is that some of the the visual metaphors are just heavy handed in that uh-huh. you unless you have no idea what you're looking at, you're not going to miss them, which in a way, is interesting because then you know that everyone in the audience is getting them. Yeah. Rather than, you know, if they're a little bit, like, more hidden, mm-hmm. it's going to be lost on a lot of the audience. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a way to make sure that everyone kind of interprets the film the same way. I don't think this is a film that's really open for interpretation. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, in film school, people, as, as we both know, really have, like, a firm idea in their head of what they're trying to convey and they just make sure that it's as obvious as possible. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, just so many films are about like a depressed guy with like a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's like, and he's like gonna kill himself, but then he like writes a good song and then like meets some girl. Right. And that's every student. Right. And then, and then it ends with like him singing a song that's about him meeting the girl as they like walk (laughs) on the beach or something yeah that's the thing i'm realizing more and more this is a small darren aronofsky rant is that he is like the worst case scenario film student that somehow made it in the industry <laughs> and it because this noah is also like yeah. a film school type film it's just such a blatant film in yeah. every regard like mother is the weakest like on the nose metaphor for like some biblical shit and Requiem for a Dream is is like a big dare commercial. It's just he's so annoyingly on the nose and just st- stupidly symbolic with his films, but it he gets away with it because they're they're so uh, sensual. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean the <laughs> not sensual. They're just they're so demanding. And you, you really, like, feel, like, you get wrapped up in them. And it's just, it's not fair. I don't know. I don't think they're yeah, that good of movies, I, but they are at the all, same time. Yeah, I mean, all of the other components of this film, like, the cinematography, the the editing, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's all so, like, all-encompassing that it wraps you in. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that a lot of directors are so, like, brilliant that with, a mediocre crew that could still produce interesting work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would agree. And again, I've only seen two Aronofsky films, but mm-hmm. with what I've seen, I don't know if I would 
put them in that category. Yeah. I feel like they could produce some very hacky work if given a mediocre crew. Yeah. And the thing is, that's why I think I like Black Swan the most out of any of what he's done, because it works really well from a technical standpoint compared to yeah. Rec Room for a Dream is really cool and good. And I, I do really like it, but it is like kind of dated if you watch it now. It's just, it's so dated. Um, whereas this, it holds up so well watching it 10 years later. Um, like I feel, I could believe this came yeah. out this Except year. Except for the cell phone. The cell phone, yeah. <laughs> that just opened and it just says, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, which is, okay, that was also such a film student thing. I'm like, you got yeah. the mom on the cell phone. You got to show it. <laughs> yeah, you got to show it's it. It's like, we, we all sure we knew know. that's who was calling. Yeah. But they're like, no, you, just in case you didn't know, it's Mom. <laughs> in big letters. Um, yeah. I think and that this... was also right before she changed shirts. She so that's how you knew it was the transition, right? She hung up on mom and then put the black shirt on. Yep, yep. <laughs> it would have been better if the shirt said like, "I'm a bad girl." <laughs> I hate my mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. This is this movie is very on the nose like that. I've said on the nose so many times this this episode, but um, I I I let it get away with it. Because I think it's it's consistent it's at least it's best sharp done version of that this type of film. Yeah, like you said, yeah, it's the best student film. Um, but yeah, that would have been a good if you did a video essay. You can use that title, the best student <laughs> film. Black Swan, the, the best, best student, student film. film. <laughs> that that's a million clicks. Guaranteed. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I have to say about it, though. Without, I don't, I don't think I actually have to spoil that much. I, I don't have to say much past that. Uh, yeah. Besides the fact that Again, I really liked of, it. Yeah, with this type of film, honestly, for anyone who hasn't watched it, it's definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it makes you feel more than most films. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I really see the hype behind it, and also like I just, yeah, I think like there's not a lot of spots where it it uh it messes up the flow of what it's trying to say um it's very concrete in like this is what this scene is accomplishing now we're on this one and it all flows really nicely which is i guess it's the least you could ask for but yeah (laughs) yeah okay also it was a bit weird how in the bar scene nina saw that mila kunis's character was spiking her drink and then she still drank it yeah that's the one part of this film where i'm like wait why is she drinking that that's where i was confused well i was confused because i was like okay at the end of the day i guess it's it's fucked up but i guess that's like consensual of her because she saw it and then said only this much right and then the next day she's like you spiked my drink and i'm like you knew that (laughs) you knew that um, yeah, it was kind of weird. That that part, I don't know when the fantasy ended and began there. Because um, I know part of it was a, a dream, or not a dream, but like a yeah. not real. But, uh, yeah. I guess that's it for what I have to say. Do you have anything else to add to it? Um, no. Okay. I will say I also loved the like set design because it was so specific the whole movie felt this is like one of my favorite parts about it is that the whole thing felt black and white like a 
not just like black and white but like it, it felt like a black and white movie without being that um and a lot of it it didn't it wasn't even in like the color grade or anything it was just, just straight production and costume and i thought that was cool it was a very detailed mm-hmm. movie but uh yeah cool what would you give it for time of day time of day well 1 a.m 1 a.m Ooh, that's i will get yeah i agree i agree because it's also not that long so it's like no it's less than two hours yeah so Um, it's just like the latest you're gonna stay up you watch it and you immediately go to sleep and you're like why did i just watch that before going to sleep (laughs) yeah so then you look at your fingers and i'm like i don't want to peel these off (laughs) literally today i was uh i went to take out the trash and i was like doing chores and i came back up and one of my fingers was bleeding and I was like, oh, God, I'm in the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> you were scratching your back a lot. It's like, why am I doing ballet? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I gave this a four and a half out of five. Yeah, I, I think that... So I gave it a four mm-hmm. just because I didn't enjoy the experience as yeah. much. For You know, which, again, was just because i don't love horror yeah. films. from what you're telling me that it seemed like pretty on the on the nose for i gotta stop saying on yeah. the nose. god damn it um yeah because <laughs> i acknowledge it's very good and effective uh-huh. yeah it's a very does not mean i want to watch it right now cool. that's not like because i said that's actually like my exact review of well it's not my exact review of gummo oh but that yeah. was that, that i just said i understand what it's doing <laughs> yeah but i don't like it where this i understand and think it's good yeah gummo i just hate you hate yeah i hate it i kind of want to watch gummo at some point you don't want to watch then we it. can talk it's about so, uh... <laughs> unless we just there's a scene of a guy eating spaghetti in a like uh, yeah. bathtub that's the famous scene yeah we all i know that that scene and then he eats <laughs> chocolate that, that falls in the wall yeah yeah <laughs> um cool well that does it for black swan and gummo in a way yeah <laughs> we'll if you want to make black swan seem not very intense watch gummo first double yeah. feature gummo black swan gummo. <laughs> um i would like to say we did a double feature of this movie with barbie swan lake which is very similar it's <laughs> it is they, barbie's it, going crazy and like ripped <laughs> off her own arm they are like the same plot i guess because it goes off the same play but right, because again, there right. are obviously are parallels with like this film. One of the huge film school metaphors was it was the the you know the actual Swan Lake story was yeah. incorporated into the plot of this film. Right, right. Obvious, and that was like a huge part. We didn't really get we into, didn't that, get into that. It's, it's, it's very obvious mm-hmm. when you watch it. What's happening here? Yeah, which is you, like you literally cannot misunderstand what is happening in this film. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that does it for Black Swan. Um, great line to end with there. <laughs> you literally can't not understand this. Um, if you don't understand this film, I'm calling you dumb. <laughs> and it's time to get into the questions. Question one, Jeff, why are you calling me dumb? <laughs> uh, this first one, well... Well, this okay. This first one comes from Neverenders Seven, and it is: What's a movie you refuse to watch? Gummo. Gummo. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna... Um, 
I guess I kind of well the way you're putting it, I I definitely don't want to watch Gummo. Uh, but yeah, I can't think of anything. I'm like that. You know what? No, there's like a four hour long Napoleon movie from like the 30s. It's like a very. It's like a. I think it's a silent film from what I know. I'm never gonna watch it. <laughs> Just putting that out there. I will not be watching a four hour period piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah. I guess there's there was also like a three hour and thirty minute long like film that just premiered at at uh, New York. Uh, I don't remember the name, but it was also a period piece. And I'm like, I just don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'm not gonna. Yeah. If it. you wanted to be in a period piece for three and a half hours, you would just live in that time yeah, period. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff gets it. Um. So yeah, that's that's my answer to that. What about you, Jeff? Gummo. Again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gummo. Gummo again. <laughs> Uh, this next one comes from Tyrannus Rex. It is, you wake up too late on a Saturday and you're starving and it's 2 p.m. I guess this happens often if you say... It does happen to me a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, too late for breakfast and lunch and too early for dinner. What do you eat? That's like, in my opinion, prime time for lunch, actually. Yeah, I was, okay, I, I was about to say, I believe that's a faulty premise. Yeah, yeah, because it's not too early for, not too late for lunch. And also... yeah. We can fudge it a little bit and say not too late for breakfast. I will have. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I would say I just don't like breakfast as a meal in general. Oh, oh yeah, we've talked about this. I don't like the breakfast foods. And that's so fucked up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been making breakfast wraps recently. Like, I, I get some, some eggs and some bacon, cheese. Okay, I thought you meant you were making, like, songs. No. <laughs> about breakfast where Put you were rapping. Put the eggs in the pan. No. <laughs> no follow-up line. Um, but, yeah. That's, uh, I guess I'll be having, I'll be making breakfast at that time. Yeah. You know what? No. I will go, this is the perfect idea. Get a bagel sandwich, but it's like a lunch sandwich. So, it's like bagel, mm-hmm. but... You know that maybe there's some like it's like a right. blt on a bagel yeah i mean that sounds all right but yeah. i okay but hypothetically uh-huh. what would the next line be of that rap <laughs> you, you put, put the, the bacon eggs in the, the pan put the eggs in the pan bacon in my hand keep going you two more lines uh uh i like my eggs scrambled um, you can't rhyme with scramble. No, I'm starting up and yeah, well, yeah, I'm starting a new, so it's like t- two bars, and then you start the next rhyme. Okay. The, I like my eggs scrambled, um, and then that's breakfast handled. <laughs> two bacon's. That's a handful. <laughs> um. Too bad you didn't on your like. You should have made a beat as we were going with the soundboard. Oh, yeah. I, I bet there's like a... Wait. They have a downbeat loop. Number six? Why isn't it working? Oh, I deleted it. That's not the beat. <laughs> um, wait. This might... It's not playing. Okay. Um, so that's the breakfast wrap for today. Uh... <laughs> If you say lines and say, oh, the beat's not working. <laughs> yeah, just promise me there's a beat playing right now. That, that should be the new, like, rapping style we invent where the beginning, <laughs> you're like, okay, uh, the, the beat's not playing. And then you just just go just for some, like, bars with, with nothing behind it. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, that does it for that question, I guess. Uh, City Girl Dash Lover asks, "What do you recommend for starter film equipment? Camera, mics, etc." You're, I think, pretty. Ooh. I think we're both decent at answering this. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. What so would you say? I would have a lot of advice if I knew what the budget was. Mm-hmm. I would say this is like I'm gonna I'm gonna assume here. This is someone who is like in film school or like in high school like kind of wants to make their own films like what do you suggest like just having on deck yourself because you have a lot i i mean a decent amount so definitely do not invest in like lights yet Mm -hmm. because i have like two lights um and they're like cheap leds but they're a couple hundred bucks each yeah um but that's something where you can you can get away with like natural light I would say the first, I mean, you obviously need a camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wouldn't go too cheap on the camera, but you also don't need to go super expensive. Uh, yeah. For anything that's digital content that's going to be viewed like mainly on a phone or a computer, 1080p is fine. Don't worry about yeah. getting any kind of 4K thing. But you also don't want to get like a camcorder that has like digital zoom and stuff. What you want is an actual DSLR or a mirrorless. Yeah um and like if you're just you know like i'm looking into buying a new mirrorless camera just because i don't really have a camera for photography so i'm gonna try Mm -hmm. to get one that does both but yeah um but you can get something like a a t3i which is like a very old camera at this point for 200 bucks and for 1080p it'll look pretty good and you can also then have access to the canon you know ef lenses where you can get a the canon makes a plastic 1.8 aperture 50 millimeter that's new is a hundred bucks so mm-hmm. usually you can probably get like 50 bucks yeah um you know and that'll look nice because you the thing is that for lenses you just want to get lenses that are reasonably fast mm-hmm. just because to make things look cinematic you pretty much are looking at uh depth of field mm-hmm. so that means that generally you you don't want anything i don't know people i can, this is a very long answer i could get into so if you want a more extended answer, I you just message me on social media yeah. and like let me know specifically because I could get in, I could talk about this for like an hour straight easily. Yeah. Um, and it really, it really depends on what you're trying to shoot, mm-hmm. you know, because my, I'm trying to get like a more compact setup for traveling. So I, I'm trying to get a mirrorless that is good for stills, but also can still do video. So I might get like a used Canon R or something. Yeah. Uh, but right now I have a C100, which is from canon cinema line at this point it's nine years old mm-hmm. but it still does excellent 1080p and it has a lot of nice ergonomic features so if you are trying to go like real big and want like a camera that is still fairly affordable relative to like real cinema cameras where you can get this used for maybe 1500 dollars, mm-hmm. which is yeah. like on the high end of affordable but it's you know it has you know built-in nd filters a lot like uh, just a lot of cinema features that you yeah. want the C100 is a great camera, for the record. Yeah, it's for for what it's it not is. what I would recommend if you're shooting something that you're trying to have play in like a theater. Yeah. But if it's for web content where the main screens that are going to be are like computer screens or smaller, it's mm-hmm. still an excellent camera. Yeah. Um, to piggyback off that, my I do recommend like a Sony A7 II for a mirrorless. I've had it for like a year now, and it shoots amazing video like it looks so good um Mm -hmm. alternatively you could get the canon 70d which i know like three other people who have it it shoots 
great video. I tested, I used it on like every little like, if you're in high school and you just want to like practice making movies, I used it for all my shit and it was a really good practice yeah. camera. Um, but the Sony a7 II is, looks so nice. And we almost like shot what I, my, we almost shot rhubarb on it. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's pretty affordable and also small. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Also like big advice is just buy a tripod, like a nice one, not like the cheap, yeah. like $20 one on Amazon, but like a, a nice, like put some, put a little bit into it. Cause you use it way more than you think. Um, at least I do. And it's yeah. just a nice thing to have. Yeah, I have it. one that's kind of like a budget one that's like a budget heavy duty one. So it costs maybe $130. Yeah. Um, and that's just because I needed it for the C100, which is a little too big for the really flimsy tripods. Yeah. But having like a fluid head where it's just you actually can do pans and stuff that don't look like garbage is yeah. nice. Um, the last piece of advice I will have is also invest in audio equipment. I was just So about to camera and audio. That. Audio is... Because you can forgive like mediocre video mm-hmm. because the, th- the only thing that you really can't forgive in filmmaking is it's, bad sound. Yep. Because that's never intentional. Sometimes bad video can be intentional. Gummo. Bad sound is never intentional. Yeah. Uh, Gummo, I think th- the bad part about the video was the <laughs> things that he chose to film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have like a $300 shotgun mic and like a $100 recorder and then you just need like you know an xlr cable uh ideally you'll want a boom pole Mm -hmm. because i mean that's big just having the shotgun mic close but yeah get like a medium you know range shotgun mic a cheap handheld recorder yeah um and that that makes your films infinitely better than having like shooting it with a camera and using the built-in mic that's Mm -hmm. you it's not a film if you use the built-in mic yeah um that actually is good advice getting your own equipment because the biggest pain in the ass that i've come into like trouble with is like finding a sound person and usually like if they have if they're good they have their own equipment and right it just it gets yeah well i i was my own sound person on the jeff goldblum masterclass parody thing oh really i i yeah i was the director and the sound person damn and that i built this rig out of film like a c-stand and all this film gear that held the the shotgun mic like over the area and then i had it i had it, the thing clamped in next to me next to like a monitor yeah so i had a monitor right here and then next to it i had the sound thing so i just hit record right before the take and then just watch the monitor <laughs> damn yeah so i think that's a pretty comprehensive answer for that yeah i would say i mean if you're trying to make your own films obviously you need a camera mm-hmm. but all, equally as important is is sound gear so you can get a cheap recorder for like a hundred bucks and i would say don't skip out too much on the shotgun mic mm-hmm. like sure. you can get pretty good ones in like the two to three hundred dollar range yep the one i have specifically that i really like is the mke 600 from sennheiser i think it's about three hundred dollars yep cool um sweet do we want to uh okay well i answered i put in two short questions on purpose and it's because uh, I figured we could do the personality test. Oh, that Jeff yeah. still okay. hasn't done yet. Uh, do you have the link to that? Do you know where it is? Or no. uh, do I have to? How you, do you... Oh, so you it was on link. Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one second. If Jeff has anything else to say about equipment, 
now is the time. Uh, oh, uh, okay, put me on the spot on this one. What do you um, think about green screens? So green, okay. So green screens, you actually do need lights to use properly because the whole point of a green screen is that you need to light the subject independently of the background. Because the green, the point of the green screen is that you want the actual screen itself, which is going to be like behind someone, to be as evenly lit as possible. Because what you're doing is in post, you're keying out a specific color, and the color changes depending on how much light is on it. Even though obviously the green screen in real life is all the same color. Um, relative to a camera color space, it it really needs to be evenly lit so that in actuality it's the same color. Yeah. Because obviously blue with no light on it is black. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. Well, I sent you the personality quiz. Uh, if you do, I wanna do you wanna share your screen for this? If you want to see us do the personality test for Jeff, similar to the episode where I did mine, this is a YouTube exclusive type of thing because no one wants to just listen to us do it. So uh, check it out on YouTube. Thanks. We'll do the wrap up now. We like to finish off by reading a review. This one comes from Chartable. Uh, it comes f specifically from Arlo Boss M Boss Mate. I'm assuming that's what it says. Uh, five stars. And it reads, fun podcast, but needs more cheese toasts. Um, I, I agree with that, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, don't have a, we don't have a lot, that's for sure. Yeah, we, we're definitely lacking. Um, but yeah. Okay. Thank you, though. Thank you, Arlo. I'm trying to figure out the patron thing. They, they just messed it up. It's a different layout. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, lastly, if I just spoiled it, we like to uh, read reviews from the patrons. Um or not read reviews from the patrons. Like, we like to what? we do we, <laughs> a bunch of different. We just like to shout out our lovely patrons, give them a quick thank you. Um, if you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com/carscast where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q and A's, shoutouts at the end of every episode, Zoom hangouts, and much, much more. We got to do a Zoom hangout relatively soon, uh, but we'll get there. Yes, in the I'm I am totally yeah. ready for to do one in like the next week. Yeah, we can we can arrange one in, within the next week. Uh, but yeah, this is that shout out we promised. Um, thank you to Ah uh, Help Me Jeff, Allison Grace, Annabelle Falk, Bex, Blake Root, Boat, Brandon U, Brock Schultz, Camilla, Drew Jackson, Eden, Grant Gow, Holly Edwards, Iron Tux93, Isabel, Iva, Jacob Colness, John Van Hout, Joshua Kuzwicki, Josie Eiler, Katie T, Kiana, Liqui, Liv Rob, Lucian Vecina, Lucas Ruther, Luke Vineyard, Vineyard. Maddie Robertson, Molly Overbow, Martin Duff, Mary Lee Borslow, Mima, Michael Decker, Moses Ox, Pablo Patel, Parks, Ready Steady, Ernie, Robert Burke, Sam Farr, Sophia Arrieta, Super Cali, Fragilistic, Expialidocious, Smitty, Warbin, Jagerman, Jensen, uh, Taylor Hardy, Ten Billion, Toad Pimp, Vegard Strom, Vera S, Yoki Sasquatch, y Yusef A, uh, Zand, with the patrons out of the way, Jeff, I'm sorry to say that this will in fact be the final episode of the Cars <laughs> <laughs> imagine if that's how you dropped it on me yeah i'm like jeff i'm i'm sorry i'm done i, I just this is what it is <laughs> you're like yeah, i don't like this jeff i don't like doing the podcast anymore um remember when i said you were 100 percent creepy that's this that is, that's was why. the truth yeah this was an intervention <laughs> jeff you need to stop being creepy um yeah well thank you you need everybody. to stop being jim halpert <laughs> Uh, that does it for patrons. Um, thank yep. you so much, and guys. Next week, I 
where the movie we're doing it's on amazon prime in the u.s and it is guns akimbo guns akimbo yep we're talking about starring daniel radcliffe daniel radcliffe making great career decisions here um <laughs> i mean to be fair he can make whatever decisions he, can he do wants whatever the hell he wants um guns akimbo check it out um i think that'll do uh thank you everybody for tuning in we'll have meme of the week meme of the month this yeah week. that should be yeah that should be posted at the latest yep the day after this episode comes out and i promise by next week let's say by next week's episode this will be the last like hats coming soon announcement the hats yeah, will i think there will be I a thing that, next week yeah, yeah i think we'll be right this week at some point we'll be ready to like start taking orders yep so that'll that's that yep. uh jeff anything else to say uh catch you on the flip side a uh catch you on the flip side flip side <laughs> wait is this the oh wait 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 oh, okay there you go <laughs> what if that's the way you ended it just ding wait There we go.